On today's episode, we're talking about some industry news. Welcome back to another episode of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Shane Chapman, Wade Laurent here from... I was gonna say sunny Regina. It is sure not sunny Regina out there today. Pouring today. It's a wet Regina out there. Yeah. So <laughs> there'll be a certain <laughs> number of our audience that'll appreciate that comment. Today we're going to try something a little bit different. Today we're just going to talk about the industry news because in this industry there's exciting news that happens every day. Great. I haven't seen a single thing on ABC News about it. Not today. It should be. Yeah. So anyways, Trex fired their CEO. Let's talk. (laughs) No, not that exciting. Not that exciting. No, we just thought we'd go around and kind of say like, you know what? For who's listening to this podcast, a lot of them are in the industry. So they'd be interested in hearing a little bit about the industry news. And maybe we hear about things that maybe the average contractor doesn't because we live in it. We breathe in it every day. We're... Or they shop the at box stores and the guys at the box stores don't have a clue what's going on. Right, yeah, so. there's that. Might happen too. Industry news straight out of China. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get to it, I guess. Pitter patter. No points. That one's for CM Boost, that one. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. He, he's latched onto the letter Kenny references. It's so funny. If you're uh, listening to the podcast in your vehicle, great, good for you. Don't watch us on YouTube. But if you're in front of a computer or your phone and like, if you're trying your best to ignore your wife and kids at night on your phone, then, or they're sleeping. You could also do that. Oh, right. Yeah, they could just be. <laughs> then you could also check out this podcast on YouTube. We have the video version of the podcast up on YouTube. I've been saying this for three weeks yet. Haven't posted a single one up there yet. Killing it. But by the time they listen to this, there'll be a few of them they can catch up on. Yeah. So, um, Trex, what the hell's going on with Trex Can't this get year? get anything done right now. Little bit uh, of an issue for Trex this year. I'm sure that most people in the industry by now are aware of and familiar with the problems that Trexman has been having getting product out this year. But because we haven't done one of these industry news ones yet, this is the first chance we've had to talk about it on the podcast. So at the start of the year, this, we got this update, we got this memo that came from uh, our distributor and it was basically like heads up what you have on your order for Trex when you finally get it. That's all you're going to have for a while. And I don't know when that came, like April March probably and it basically said like your early buy your your, you know winter booking is going to come to you at some point here soon but once you get that reorders and whatnot it's going to be pretty slim pickings until middle of June that was the message we got and then uh, as things approached May we got an update said like you know what middle of June's probably not going to happen either uh like maybe July and then that just got left there yeah, so. I think that the new, like the new profile is starting to appear, right? So, so that's so what obviously the first, it's happening, right? So. That's what the first memo was that we got, right? We got this memo. No, that's not. We didn't get it. We heard about a memo, and then we dug into it and found the memo. Yeah, on the black. On, was it called the dark web? You were on the dark. The web. dark web. Yeah, you were on the dark web cruising around yeah. trying to sell a kidney. Yeah, <laughs> I did. By the way, got me through spring Good news. Yeah. Uh, but we got this memo that said heads up this new Trex Enhance profile that was new, brand new this year the Trex Enhance Basics and Naturals new profile from Trex in North America the scallop profile heads up uh, that profile is going to change at some point it's going to be slightly less uh, scalloped like scallopy as many scallops as before but not as deep correct and it was like this is 
in an effort to speed up production because stuff's been flying off the shelves. Right. So that, that was what the memo said. The memo said, yeah, I don't know that I fully bought it. Yeah, the memo claimed that. Well, so there's probably some truth to it. They couldn't extrude it as fast as they wanted to because there was not as much material in there. So it was coming off the line. It was kind of drooping or sagging. And Yeah, they had to push it out a little bit slower. Slower because there wasn't as much material at the top half of it. So they said, we can increase material or reduce the scallops, however you want to call that. And then by doing that, we can increase the extrusion speed and yeah. it should be good. Yeah. So so the other part of that memo they said was the the reason we're doing this, the reason we're changing the scallops is not for any sort of quality issue. It's because we need to be able to extrude this stuff faster. And by having more material, we can push it out faster. And because it's flying off the shelves, because it's flying off the shelves. And combined with that is the problem that, uh, they increased the price of their transcend line this year, which they gave everybody a heads up on like heads up. Transcend tropicals is going to go up 6% heads up. Transcend solid colors is going to go up 11%. They're going to be the same price now. But if you want to get in now on an early buy, you'll get last year's pricing before things go up. And they claim that as a result of that offer, they got this influx of transcend orders at the same time and trying to push out a new product line, two new product lines. And so it just, they got backlogged and they couldn't catch up fast enough. And so it ran into some logistic issues with getting product out onto market. So let's like increase or decrease the amount of scalloping those boards so we can push it a little bit faster. That's what the memo was all about. And yeah. of course, there's a ton of speculation. It's like, is that the real issue or is it a quality issue? Who knows? But that's a story from Trex. And it turned like then this, that played out. That happened. We specifically got our early buy truck pretty early. I think we were the first ones in Saskatchewan to land a truck of the new tre- uh, Trex Enhanced line. Hard to know. There's some we, bigger players. But. For sure. Yeah. But we were told that that one landed at us first, whether, who knows, right? It was within days of each other anyway. Yeah. But we got it. We sold through and it wasn't until recently we started to run out of things and we started to buy up everything that the distributor had. And now the distributor's running low and we're starting to see like, uh-oh, like, People want to buy this product and they can't because we can't get it. Clamshell Basic. If anybody is listening to this that doesn't make a dark gray board, Clamshell Basics is the hardest color to get right now. So Yeah, they were a little bit thin. Yeah. So um, Trex was feverishly trying to produce all this material out of their two plants that they have. Um, and then to combat this, I guess, they've recently announced that they're, they're going to open up a third plant. It's not going to help something. anything right now, but no. it's going to like... But by 2020... It sounds like they're still planning on being a pretty big player in the yeah. next couple of years. Haven't mailed it in, so that's good. So they have uh, announced that they're going to open up a new facility in Winchester, Virginia, which uh, will be Have you seen the third. old facility in Winchester? Never. <laughs> never seen any of their facilities. If anybody else has seen it. Maybe send me a picture. Just yeah. shoot me a DM of what the outside of that place <laughs> even looks like. That'd be great. In addition to opening up the new third facility... <laughs> They're also going to expand their the number of production lines at their Fernley, Nevada facility as well. So Trex is ramping up to keep pushing out more and more decking. Yeah, they're planning on being and that's good like, continuing it, to lead the pack. It worked, right? They they wanted to bring out a board that was a you know a better entry level price to compete with either wood costs or Chinese boards or you know whatever whatever the reason was for increasing the less expensive board and it worked like obviously people are trying to buy this and they're they had selling to. lots of it yeah they had to do something. they had had they not put out that enhanced line this year they would have got just i think they would have got they would have got throttled not 
like run out of business, but they would have lost some market share to the because TimberTech came out with a couple new low cost boards this year. Fibron dropped the pricing, and maybe Fibron did this reactionary yeah, to what like Trex did. So maybe that wouldn't have happened. But yeah. regardless, TimberTech would have stepped in with Edge and took some market share for sure. Certainly by coming out with a lowest cost, good quality brand composite that would happen so Trex had to make this move yeah. um, we've still never actually even seen four inch take home samples of the new lines because they just they can't get enough product out for stock let alone getting their sample boards and whatnot pushed out so yeah it's been a little bit of a rough go for Trex at the start of the year this year the good news is we were at our distributor the other day and they're telling us like things are starting to show up like we're yeah. starting to get some product back in, you know, we've got some of the enhanced natural stuff back on the ground. So if you need that, it's starting to happen. Some of the transcend lines still tough to come across in this area of the world, but yeah. things are starting to happen. Yeah. And we saw a profile of the new scallop board, right? The new design on the yep. scallop looks great. I, like I have a lot more confidence in the second scallop than a... It gives you a little bit more confidence looking at it. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. Not that like we haven't seen any problems with the... Uh, original deeper scallop ourselves personally I haven't seen any issues with it no. we sold quite a bit of it so far there's been no issues with it but the new one just like like when I remember we're not f- even at six months of that product out in the market though, 100% right? so but the new I know when we saw the uh, the scallop the first generation of the scallop boards it was kind of like holy smokes like those are really deep there's not a lot of there's material left there yeah. and you're we kind of like um, no actual problems that we've seen but the new profile is like, oh, that I feel a little bit better about how that looks. Looks a little bit stronger. Looks good. So yeah. it was like when I when whenever you do a new line or a new profile or a new anything, new design, there's struggles and complications with that, right? Oh, 100%. I tell everybody when I'm selling the uh, the basic line or the enhanced the new enhanced line, basics or natural, I tell everybody I own a 2014. Chevy truck that was a new year for them they had a new model new like everything about it was new and there was a couple recalls that's how it happens oh 100% yeah nothing ever goes smoothly out the gate for anything especially when you're launching something on that mass of a scale so yeah like I said it's been it's been product's been fine yep so other than you can't get it and there's like who they're gonna build plants (laughs) they'll put two to three plants up I was just gonna say who else could be like ah we're having trouble keeping it up we'll just open another plant so it's, I, I think it's not supposed to be online for a couple of years yet, but regardless, they're trying to get ahead of this. They're trying yeah. to... Yeah. It'd be great. So there's Trex. Enough talk about Trex. Still a great product. Um, just in case anyone's listening, it's like, are they, are they crapping on us right now? We're not crapping on them. We're just, nope. It's just the industry news. Here's the news. Just the industry news. Um, some more industry news. Decorators. Um, People starting, like this. Yeah, they're liking People it. People like this stuff. Yep. It's slowly getting out there, right? Like decorators as a brand has been around for a lot of years, both in decking and Boy, for even longer year, I feel decking like we accessories. Know what that number is? How long they've been around? Yeah. Oh, f- I don't know, but it's like decades that they've been around. But they like they've produced other brands of decking, like Latitudes and whatnot, and just like the decorators labeled decking's only been around for a few years, but the product, the company itself has been around forever, and they've been making deck accessories for longer than that, like longer than forever. So, <laughs> which is a really long time, it's like longer than even measurable, really. Yeah, yeah. But what's happened recently is that they launched. Uh, so they had the vault line of decking. They've got. They've had their um, their line of decking. It doesn't. It's not a wood plastic composite. So traditional composites are generally wood plastic composite. That's the filler. Um, they've had their their vault line that 
didn't use wood as a filler. It was mineral dust or stone dust or some sort of inorganic filler. Um, and then this year they launched, launched their Voyage line, and it's really good. Like I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. The looks of it is fantastic. The traction on it is fantastic. Second to none. The expansion and contraction is more than they say it is, but less than what the other kind of industry standard is. Like, they keep telling you, like, doesn't expand and contract. Not mm. entirely true. It does. It just does less so than your traditional comps that are PVC, which is a great talking point anyway. Like, don't say it doesn't, because it does, but but I it's really good. They, I don't know that they say it doesn't. Because mm. they get, like... I don't know what their formal marketing says, but I know that there's people there who say like it doesn't expand and contract yeah you can miter it okay kind of but an eighth of an inch on 20 feet is amazing that's like nothing that's yes and that's either end of basically the what it is so right do that so might yeah. do that because you're like i guess for context for people listening on a 20 foot unfastened co- traditional wood plastic composite board unfastened 80 degree fahrenheit temperature swing so basically like summer to winter That'll expand and contract up to a quarter inch if it's not being held down by anything. A PVC board will expand and contract up to a half inch unfastened. Decorators is claiming theirs is less than eighth of an inch. So, so that's it's, good. Like, it's quite good. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's but, really good, guys. So every year there's new products that come out or even old products with new marketing that claim that their product is so amazing for all these reasons and usually half of them are only semi-accurate. Mm-hmm. But the reason we're even talking about decorators is not because decorators are saying, hey, we've got this new Voyage line that's great. It's because actual real contractors are using it and saying, it's great. Like, that's the newsworthy story here. Yeah. So the one that uh, just recently I heard that I thought was probably the sort of the best news about this decorators. Uh, so for me, it's the Voyage line that I like the most, right? I'm, I'm not super keen on the other ones. But this, like the enhanced traction and the coloring and all that stuff, I, I like a lot of the yeah. Voyage line. Yeah. Uh, there was a contractor in Edmonton, Terry Hill. Sure, yeah. Is this right? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Deegs, Terry Hill. Um, he was talking about it, and he was saying that one of the reasons he likes this Voyage line is it's actually cooler to the touch when he picks it up, right? And he was saying, like, it's light, it has great traction, it doesn't move around, and honestly, when I was carrying it around, it was, you know, 30 degrees Celsius out and the board was cooler to the touch. So perfect. So I haven't had a Let's chance. We said we were, we were talking about this other day off camera. Uh, and we were saying like, we need to test this for ourselves because you get a lot of claims from companies that like, we've got cool deck technology and cool pigment technology and all sorts of, they're never cool. But this, again, to your point, was coming from a contractor. Not a, it's not a marketing line. It was like an actual real contractor and a good one who's saying like, guys, I think like it to me, when I pick it up, it feels like it's not as hot as other stuff that I've used. So yep. we've been meaning to test this because it's not something decorators has even said as far as I know. But if it's tr- at all true, they should be talking about it. So we're going to test that. We're going to check that out. Maybe they're not talking about it because they don't want to be the guys being like, we got the cool deck technology, you know what I mean? Yeah, we got, there's too much good stuff about our boards. We're just going to pick the top three. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to test that and find out and let you guys know. So if you're not following us on Instagram already, do that because we'll post it there. Yeah, anyways, bottom line is it seems to be, the the only complaint with it 
from anybody really is like, it's a bit of a B to cut. It's like, it's tough right. cutting it, right? It piles up on the back of your saw. We had that when we did the display here yep. for the home show. Yeah. So you cut it, you like you cut through and the, the material kind of gums up on the back of the saw. Yeah, it's not a super clean cut because it just, yeah, it gums up. Blech. But it's whatever, minor. Like if, they, if everything else is as good as it says, it's a minor thing to have to deal with. And they just say like, most guys that are using it say, just use a blade with less teeth. Like the less heat you generate, the better. So the more material you're moving per rotation of the saw blade, the better. Yeah, so those, like, use a framing blade. Those fiber cement blades that have what, four teeth? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 10 inch blade with four teeth on it. It's like whack, whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> just score it and snap it over your knee. We should like, so, there's a challenge for Instagram. Try to score this stuff and snap it over your knee. Cause you can't break it. Apparently it's unbreakable according to their videos. And like they hit that thing with this decking with sledgehammer on 16 inch centers, or whatever it is. And like, it is like nearly impossible to break. Quite we so. tried to tear one apart. But down the middle, fibrous. it's like, it's like wood. It's harder to pull apart. Like you, it's harder to pull apart than, than wood is plywood yeah but it looks the same in the middle anyway enough with these guys right like they've got enough news headlines because they're making good stuff yep. so we don't need to talk about that anymore good work the one of the things we've been searching for for the last few years because we get asked about it all the time people come in they're like i want some privacy on my deck and we're like okay what sounds are people good. doing on their decks i wonder that they need well, all this privacy yeah it's like that's like the top concern i want it to be not hot and i need privacy yeah my neighbors are watching me. Well, what are you doing? Nothing. Just barbecuing. <laughs> just, I don't want them to see my wiener. What? <laughs> my hot, like the way wiener's on the- hot dog. Anyway, uh, so people <laughs> like privacy. You know, the real reason is because inner city houses now are inner built city. so tight and such small lots and you're, you're in your neighbor's backyard almost when you go out in your backyard. So people want some privacy from their neighbors. So they're always looking for some sort of privacy option. And out of the box, the only like real out of the box option is privacy wall glass from different railing manufacturers. They'll make taller, six foot tall, five foot tall privacy glass options. And you use like a texture glass or tinted glass of some sort, give yourself some privacy. But a lot of people are like, I don't want any glass. I don't want to be Windexing anything. I don't want my kids' fingerprints all over it. I don't want my dog on it. I want birds flying into it, whatever. I just don't want glass. And it's been like, okay, well, then you're pretty much into custom solution territory. You can yeah. do a composite privacy if you want, wall if you want, but you got to kind of rig something up. Um, but there's a, there's a few of these companies. But the first one to kind of go mainstream with this is out of Edmonton, Hideaway Screens. Yeah. So they're good. And the guy making them is a beauty. Good dude. Like, yeah. Dick Van Winkle. No. Oh, Richard Van Weeren. Sorry. I need, <laughs> it was close. We're Facebook friends now. Yeah. Maybe we're not. I don't know that he accepted my friend request. I just put it in today. But So these, these like, aluminum or steel uh, privacy screens aren't anything new. Like, company metal fabricators have been doing these in to inside for a lot of years, and people have been using them as a more custom solution on a deck for a lot of years. But... Hideaway Screens decided to kind of standardize it a bit. Like, let's make a standard size, some stock colors, some stock patterns, and let's put these things into a retail store, see how it goes. And then this year, they put it into distribution across Canada. Yeah, good And call. so so now they've, they're getting the scale. Like, they're getting into market in a mass adoption yeah. kind of way. So who are the other ones? I, I believe Nouveau Iron had some, right? Did home, they? Maybe, home, yeah. har- home Hardware was selling them. Okay. With Nouveau Iron, and then uh, we had, you know, obviously Remnant Steel out of Saskatoon. She was 
doing some for us, Naomi. Yeah, and uh, like Dexter in Ontario has had their Solera panels for a while, which is the same kind of thing. You've had the ones out of Australia too, and the name is escaping right now. Um, boy, oh boy, I just, this happened a couple weeks ago and I eventually thought of it, but it's like a hard, it's not steel or it aluminum, it's wood. hardwood. Yeah, and we couldn't get them here because it was hard to get them across the border. Importing right? them because they were like exotic hardwood sawdust, compressed sawdust essentially. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I don't remember what they're called. The but name of it was based on the type of wood too, right? Wasn't it? I don't remember. Like but anyway, so anyways, highway launch. Like, so hideaway screens are everywhere now. If you're on Instagram, you're seeing everybody's posting pictures of hideaway screens. He's gotten these things on to like HGTV, which is going to help with a little bit of exposure. You know, we've sold quite a few of them this year already. It's our first year with them. They're great. Like they're... I don't know. There's not much to say. They're awesome. They, yeah, they they're are, more than glass, right? So when you're talking about the price points a little bit higher than glass... Um, but eighth inch steel powder coated aluminum even if it does scratch you you don't have to worry about the rust that's a huge advantage yep you're looking for a low maintenance or a no maintenance product this is the one this is good it's a yeah and looks fantastic mixed in with other materials too you've seen a lot of guys on Instagram doing like cedar privacy walls with these um, with these screens as a kind of an accent to that and it looks great that way so (laughs) If you haven't um, seen these things yet, like Instagram's probably your best bet to find them. Yeah, just search for hideaway out. screens. Yep. Or go to our website. Shameless plug right now, ultimatedeckshop.com. We sell these things. It's on the main page right now. You can see exactly what they look like, and we ship them for free. So if you're going to buy some, buy them from us. Might as well. Right? That's where you heard about them. That's where you heard about them. So, uh, Joyce Tape has gone mainstream. Yep. So Joyce Tape's been out for years and years and years. This is the next newsworthy item. Joyce Tape's been out in a variety of ways from different companies like uh, Vicor and Resisto with their Joyce Guard and different things. People have used blue skin in the past or rolls of tar paper, whatever. People have been taping their decks with all sorts of products. Then we had the, there's the Imus caps and like there's a variety of different ones. G-Tape was the first one that probably came in and gained some sort of mass following through Instagram again. That's Marty's Be there. He was on Instagram all the time. Yep, he definitely kind of, he was a big uh, reason why G-Tape got as big as it did. Have you worked with anybody as passionate as that guy? Just you. Yeah. (laughs) That ran out though. Right? Yeah. In in year one, the first three months, you were killing it. I was as passionate as Marty was. Um, But anyway, so G-Tape was kind of the first... I think G-Tape, the, the uh, what am I trying to say here? The hysteria, the Instagram hysteria that G-Tape caused. Everybody wanted to use G-Tape because they saw somebody else using, it was an influencer product. Yep. Um, and because of that, who comes calling? Well, all the big guys. All the, <laughs> now, now Timber Tech has their joist tape and Trex has their joist tape. Yep. And Fiber, I'm sure, is working on a joist tape. Um, if so, you are, stop. Don't do yeah, it. Don't do it. Stop. So they now, now put be- it into a dark gray board instead. Yeah. Now we've got these uh, joystates tapes popping up everywhere from with everybody's different names on them. There's there's probably twenty of them out there that you can use. Uh, I I like G tape. I like G tape quite a bit. It, it just works so much better than all the other stuff. It like it sticks better. It like it's thinner. To be fair, I haven't had much experience with the new ones that have come out since. Like, I know for a fact that G-Tape is significantly better than, like, Joyce Guard and 
using blue skin and stuff like that, it just sticks at any temperature. It's thinner. It doesn't require any primer. It, it unsticks from itself. Like you can reposition it. It's, it's, there's no complaints from G tape really. Scrapless, tears the by new, hand. Yeah. The new ones from Timbertech and Trex, they're still butyl based, asphalt based tapes, these new ones, but they're improved upon though. Like my understanding, like have we seen the uh, Timbertech tape at, uh, I think it was at deck. No, IBS. Yep. And they had a comparison of a bunch of different tapes, including theirs, and G-Tape was on there, unlabeled, but it was there. Yep. And the only knock they found against G-Tape is that it can tear, like it's thinner, so it could tear, and yeah, theirs so doesn't tear. Yeah, so sliding deck boards across the top of it, yeah. right? Yeah, that was like, I think You're that like was the use case. The deck, and then the decking slid on G-Tape, you'd wear through it. So. Yeah, I think that was it. So... Don't be From what I hear, people that are using it, I don't, is it branded under TimberTech or branded under, well, it would be branded under TimberTech, not AZEC, I think. For now, What's today. What's the company name? So, um, from what I've heard, the people who use it are liking it. Whether they're ref- what they're comparing it against, if they've never used a tape before, or or if they've used, I don't know what they're comparing it to, right? But it seems like it's good. And Trex tape, I'm sure, is similar and, and good. Trex tape is just a, it's just it's the rain escape tape in different dimensions. Yeah. Essentially, so if you've used it before, it's fine if the temperature's right. It's really doesn't thick, stick though. really well. It's a little bit thick. Doesn't it, I don't know if the adhesive is a little bit less on the joist tape. Oh, I don't know yeah, that for sure. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that, but maybe it's not. Yep. Not anyway, sure. joist tape's gone mainstream because all of the big players in the decking industry are now getting into it, and so that makes it go it's mainstream. Some old right? guys, like really old guys here, that shop, you know, contractors, sixty five, seven years old, still building decks, and they're talking about how they used to put down tar paper over their beams, right? Mm-hmm. So they've always kind of some guys have always done it. Yep. So, yeah. Anyways, it's good. I think it's a good practice. Especially because mm-hmm. the products are so... They have such a lifespan on the product now, right? You have a 50-year warranty on some boards. So if, you're, if your composite deck board or your PVC deck board has a lifetime warranty or a 50-year warranty on it, you should be putting in an effort to save your frame. Yes. There's no point in re- letting your frame rot out in 17 years. And So I feel like maybe we're taking our audience for granted here and assuming that they know what we're even talking about. I just realized this as you were talking, like what if somebody has no idea what a joist tape is? Maybe we should explain this. So what we're referring to here is products that, um, maybe you want to make it quick. Cause some of the guys will know though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> there's these, so the, the problem that we're trying to solve here is premature rot on your lumber, on your wood frame decks when you're using composite decking, essentially, because what you're doing is you're putting a plastic board that's not going to rot away on top of a wood frame. And so any moisture that gets trapped between the boards, the wood's taking it all. Your framing is absorbing all of it. And you've got this uh, plastic saran wrap top on top of it that doesn't allow it to dry out fast enough. So the, the theory is the wood stays wetter longer and therefore begins to rot faster. The other applications is if you're going to flat block something where water is naturally going to lie and not dry out super fast or a multiply beam, like when you're putting two or three plies of lumber together, water gets in between the plies or dirt and stuff gets in there and doesn't dry out and it, it rots faster. So the idea is if you tape, put a thin membrane to create a barrier so that the water can't get into those places in the first place, then it'll keep rot from happening yeah it'll help prolong it right yep and it's a cheap like it's cheap most of these joist tapes they range from like on installed probably like the lower quality cheaper tapes likely are like 30 cents a square foot it would cost to do a deck up to 50 cents a square foot to like to tape all your joists so it's not a big commitment when you're already spending you know you're putting a composite deck board on your deck that costs anywhere from 
like on the very low end, six bucks a square foot up to 15 bucks a square foot. So to add 50 cents to make sure your frame lasts as long as the decking does is a pretty small investment. So um, that's why everybody's getting into it. That's the mainstream. And every, like the warranties for these manufacturers are increasing all the time. So now we've got warranties at like now 25 is the minimum. It seems 25 years is the minimum. We've got a couple brands of PVC going to 50 years. Yeah. So the wood won't last that long. So help it. Yeah. Last that long. Final one. Oh, this one, like, I'm going to try to not be too inflammatory here, but... But it's a thing. Like, it's a, it's a legit thing. It's got to be talked about. This year, um, for those on the, on the, maybe on the contractor side or, or installer side or customer side, maybe don't know exactly how the industry works from a purchasing or from a logistics perspective from on the retail and distribution side. But generally how things work is every winter... Uh, distributors or manufacturers come to the retailers and say, Hey, what are you going to order next year? Put in, like, let us know what you're going to order for product and we'll give you a better price to incentivize you to do that so that we know how much product to order. So distributor red, no, 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 whoever, whatever distributor a somewhere is like, we've got to do all our buying for the year here from the manufacturer. How much should we buy? Well, why don't we just ask the people who are going to end up buying it from us and get them to commit to a certain volume so we can more accurately order ourselves. And so to get people to want to buy in the middle of winter, because otherwise you would not want to, Yeah, they give you a discount. It's like an early buy discount of some sort. And it's usually somewhere between 5% is common, upwards of 10% at best on usually on lower ticket items, but on decking, it tends to be five to 7%. Yep. See, market Pretty standard. So book a truck and you'll get this five to 7% off, or you'll get some sort of rebate back, whatever. So you do that. And then you start your season, all this stuff ships in March or whatever it comes, February to March, somewhere in there. Or July. Or July, depending on the brand. Um, Whoever your distributor is. Yeah. Or your manufacturer. And... So then usually at that time, you also know what your in-season rebuy price is going to be. So when you run out of your early buy product, you need to buy more, but you're not going to get it at the same price as the early buy because that was kind of a one-time sale. Yeah. Um, So here's your in-season price. And normally you know that ahead of time. Normally you know like, oh, I'm saving 7%. Great. Sometimes you don't, but because of in-season pricing doesn't come to a little bit later, but you generally expect it to be about a five to 7% increase because that's kind of the industry standard. Correct. And I would say that until this year, we knew those numbers. We had our rebuy. The price page comes and it says early buy price, rebuy price. Yeah. Those You're are getting sad. 7% off this number. Yeah. And so that's okay. It, you know, so we the, roll the dice and pick some colors and sometimes we make 5%. Sometimes we sit on it for two and a half years and then you didn't make yeah. anything really, you know, so... And so for the retailer side, to set your pricing on a product every year, you need to know what you're buying it for. Weird, right? Yeah, I don't know. And because the more stable number is the in-season number, I think most people set their pricing based off the in-season number. Or at least they need to have some idea of what that in-season number is going to be to make sure that if they set it off the early buy number, that they're not going to screw themselves when the stuff goes up. Uh, But because we didn't get pricing from TimberTech on in-season pricing right away, we made the assumption that it wouldn't be much more than that 5 or 7% increase. That's pretty standard. So we did that. So we set some pricing. So we bumped it up. Based on early buy. Yep. Based on new edge pricing. Like the new edge line. Based on all those pricing. Silly Shane. Set our price because there had nothing else to go on. In-season pricing rolls in around what? It wasn't until like 
it, uh, April? It was, yeah, March, April. It was end of March, early April that we finally saw a number. So pretty late. Our price pages were out. We'd already sent them off to our contractors. Yeah. Welcome to the decking season. Here's our lumber. Here's Correct. our railing. Here's all of our decking. Yeah. These are our prices. Use these numbers to quote your jobs this year. New pricing comes in. I'll be honest, I didn't look at it immediately. It took me a couple weeks to look at it real close because I I just didn't expect what I was about to find out. Yep. So I just, it wasn't a super urgent thing. Decide to go look at it at some point and notice that like, hold on here, this seems to be jumping quite a bit on this one board. Like this is, this can't be right. We're selling it for this and the price is like... It was the the fascia for TimberTech Edge. Well, that was that, a shocker. because That was the one that caught you. It caught, well, that was a mistake. Right, but so that, I would, whatever it was, that yeah, was something that caught, caught my attention that the price was off a little bit. So I get looking into this thing and this price sheet a little bit more. And it's like, holy smokes, like the prices we have set based on the early buy price and the assumed 5% or to 7% increase for in season price, we're not good at these prices. Like, we're not, making, we're, it for we're, fun. Not, we're not making money yeah. selling TimberTech at these prices. We're going to have to raise our prices. So I, and this is uncommon too, to raise a composite or like a PVC deck board price in the middle of a season. Usually the prices are set at the start of the year and they're good all year. Yeah. Get diving into it. And the price increases are disgusting. But like, yep. Yes, they're <laughs> disgusting. Some of them were just marginally gag worthy like TimberTech edge went up a bit and it was like well oh, that's like quite a bit but it's still competitive i guess compared to competing products from fibron and trex but some of them were grotesque and not competitive whatsoever anymore i think our average we saw they they went up like something like 18 percent on the low end and like it was like 35 percent on the high end How, like in what 35 percent is a big increase so you have it's a big number. it was just crazy and so yeah. right away we're sending emails to the distributor and the manufacturer be like is this right you guys is this this can't be right like oh you, look you have the decimal in the wrong place yeah like you this didn't actually go up this much did it can you check your price list yeah i know they're correct are you kidding me can you phone somebody else and check their price list that gives you the pricing and then yeah call me back yeah no it's it seems pretty good okay well you know what I am telling you that not only have you hurt, you haven't really hurt us because we carry seven brands, but you only hurt yourself here, but well, you're just not, not competitive. It's not true that and it you, doesn't hurt us. We have, like, we have that product sitting in the yard. True. Yeah, it does hurt us a bit, but not as much. Like if you were a dealer that stocked only TimberTech. Right. Oh, I'd be some sort of pissed. Yep. To me, it was like, it was eye-opening and it was shocking. And I was like, I was, I wasn't mad about it. It was just like, what are you guys doing? Because I have other options <laughs> like to sell. like your classic mom move. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. That's a hundred percent it. <laughs> so we kind of went to, and we kind of asked around to some other lumber yards in the areas that we are familiar with, like in Alberta and whatnot. And we're like, Hey, have you got, did you guys get this big price list? Yes, we did. And we're not like, it's ridiculous. We're not too crazy about it. I was like, yeah, us, us neither. Like they're claiming they don't know what we're talking about, but like every other lumberyard we talk to is going like, what the hell is going on here? So anyways, we put together a spreadsheet to say like, listen, you guys, it's not just us complaining. Cause we were getting, our distributors are saying like, well, what's your margin? Maybe you have your margin set too high. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> like you pick your margins. I'll pick my margins. Exactly. And no, I don't. It's, I have the same margin on you as I do on your competitors and your board is way more expensive. That's what I'm telling you. And I'm not willing to make less on your board than the other guys or else like, why would I sell yours then? There's no incentive yeah. for me to sell yours if I make less on it. Yeah. So anyways, we sent off the spreadsheet to say like, heads up, here's, 
here's the average competitor's price at competing levels. So like at the entry level, at the mid level, at the mid high, at the high. And here's where you're at. And you're, you're like, you're not even close. And here's how much you went up over your early buy. And that's not normal. And so that's gone through the chains. I don't know how far that's gone now, how deep it's gone. Fairly deep, I feel. Like the president of the one of our one distributor has asked for that information. The, like I know that it's in the hands of the Canadian director. I don't know how far beyond that it's gone. But like we've checked with another Canadian distributor to, on their pricing to make sure it wasn't a distribution margin greed or something that was happening. And nope, theirs are like right in line too. So like it seems like it came from Azek, the price jump. It's a like, and it's a big number. So. Again, to Shane's point, this doesn't hurt. It's not that it doesn't hurt us, but it like it ultimately doesn't hurt us. Um, we had a customer that was pricing out some Azek Cypress. The customer loves that color. They didn't want Wolf Teakwood because it was just like the color just wasn't right. It didn't work right. And so we do an estimate for Wolf. They're like, meh. We do an estimate for Cypress. And the customers they had like, de- they had decided already, right? They want they said they had Cypress. We did the quote for Wolf, and they're Wolf. like, "Sounds good." Yep. They get the board. They look at it like eh, a little bit too rosy. We prefer the Cypress. It's the colors like they're very similar colors. So similar. But the Cypress is just a little bit better for them. Better they're tone. like, "Okay, we're like they were already good. They were sold at the price of what Timber Tech Azek was last year, and what Wolf still is. Yep. They were good with that price." We'll take the Azac. So we send a revised quote with the new pricing. And now they're installing a board that they don't like as much. Yeah. And how? Because they don't want to. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Because it's quite a bit more. I think in our store, I want to say that it is a full dollar 30 a lineal foot more. It is a dollar 40 a linear foot more. So that's like, that's a little over $3 a square foot more for a, let's be honest, like Azex, the bigger name, it's the same product essentially, like between Wolf PVC and Azex PVC, it's like, they're it's, all going to like, the Wolf guy's going to stand here and be like, my ASA cap is better. And yep. the Azex guy's going to be like, my plastic's better, blah, blah, blah whatever. They're both PVCs. They, they both, both have, have 50 standard. year warranties. The board's a board. Yeah, like they're. They're real, but they're both really good boards. Yeah. But when the, so how do you justify being that much? How do you, three dollars like, a square foot more? And I don't remember how much. You don't. It sounds like. How big their deck was? It looks like maybe about 300 square feet. So it's a thousand dollars more for that board or the other one for. Anyway, it's already happened and we've already had contractors, this one in particular, that, and I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to sue anybody, but this guy in particular that's on that job is like, what, what's that about? Why is it so much more? Well, I mean, you tell him the story. It's like, well, the prices went up at ASIC this year. He's like, well, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to carry TimberTech samples around with me anymore because that's take, ridiculous. Yeah. I think the message went, maybe I should just take those samples out of my toolbox because yeah. I don't know that I can sell that. Exactly. And so again, it doesn't yeah. hurt us. We're going to sell them something different, but like... Some of it hurt because we had a customer, because we sent our price list this spring, and then we had a contractor sell a job based off that price list. We hmm. gave him the new quote, and he was like, whoa, 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 guys, you gave me a price list that said you were selling the silver maple for this. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, and we honored it. We're not going to hang a you know, contractor. hang a contractor to dry. It's not his fault. So like we honored the old price, but it, but then that hurt, does hurt us because now we're only making a couple points of it versus what we should be making off a board. Yep. So it's just kind of not an ideal situation for anybody. They're going to have to do something about it. I don't, 
I don't know if this is a widespread thing all over the place or if it's just Western Canada or what happened, but I know for like, they can't say it's just us because we've talked to at least four or five other lumberyards that have all said the same thing. They're like, the pricing's crazy. The yeah. Like, I don't know what that was all about. Like, had we known. Anyway, so that's the news from TimberTech. Not ideal. And like, it's just, I don't know what the, I don't know what the idea was. I don't know what changed to justify the increase, but it's just shot Maybe a wave. Maybe it was the Super Bowl ad they had to pay for. Maybe. It's shot right a now. wave of like lack of confidence through the industry now because I know that we used to sell quite a bit of timber tech. Like Silver Maple is our number one selling board for three years straight. It's dropped off significantly this year. It's not even in the top. I don't know if it's top 10. It's I know it's not top five. So like it's yeah. dropped off a ton to the point that our distributor is calling and be like, you guys aren't ordering as much. What's going on? What do you mean? What's going on? What's going on? Look at the email I sent you two months ago. Yeah. That's what's going on. You're not competitive. We told you this. So, because I like the board, I like, like I like the guys. I love the company. The people at TimberTech are awesome. Yep. And like, I like the branding they do. I like that they're like head to head with Trex. It's good that there's two big dogs out there. But you've just made yourself at least in our market, and I know for sure a couple other provinces that we've talked to, you're just not competitive now. It's harder to sell. That's for sure. Anyway, that's what that is. Um, Any other things you want to add in here for just you know poops and giggles? I think you can say the other one, like I did once. Yeah, I'm trying to clean up my language. I've got more kids now. Yeah, and they listen to you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope, debatable. Just have, more, just have more. Debatable. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that it matters if we swear you're not. They're not listening. They don't care about what I do at work. Um, you guys, if you're not following us on Instagram already, please do at the ultimate deck shop. Uh, if you're not following us on YouTube yet, go subscribe there, subscribe to this podcast. And, um, we have some special guests lined up next week. I'm excited about it. So make sure you do subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.